Well, it is, um, it, it, it's us again. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> Tara calls it our, our live podcast. Um, I don't know where it came from, but uh, we're not going to do this every week, no, I promise. No. But uh, we're doing it again this week. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, today we, um, we wanted to have what we call Vision Sunday today. And uh, so let me maybe explain a little bit about what that means. I hope you guys understand that we have a vision uh, for where God wants to take us as a church. We have a vision for what God is going to do in our community. We see it, we believe it, and we are pouring everything that we have into it. And so we want to take these opportunities every so often on Sundays to just right-size on that. Like as a, as a family to be able to come together and point to where exactly it is that we want to go. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, vision's important. I think there's scripture on that, right? Like uh, if we don't have vision, we perish, right? Uh, there's, there's scripture on this. I want you to think about for your own life, just for a moment. Think about when you don't like have a plan for where you're going, okay? And how we can so easily get so stagnant in just life, right? Just going through motions. Yeah. I'm here to tell you that's not why God created us, yeah. just to go through our motions of life. And so just like for each one of us, uh, as a church, as a body of believers, we, we have vision for where we are to go and what we are to do. And so that's what this is about this morning is to say, you know what, we need to, we need to carve out time to say, hey, there's amazing things happening. Yeah. Like life change is happening. Mm-hmm. We're baptizing, I think every other week, uh, we were just talking about yesterday, the 11 o'clock seems to have most of the baptisms. I'm so sorry for the nine o'clock, <laughs> but we don't, but we don't pull out the baptismal tank just for fun. Like uh, it, a lot of them have been at the 11 o'clock of late, but but there, there is things that God has called us to do, and, and we see where this thing is going. We believe that God has given us vision yeah. for what is to come, yeah. and it's so exciting, but that's what today's about. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start by um, painting a vision of the things that we believe God has given us personally for the church, like the things that we have literally dreamed dreams about and seen in our, in our mind's eye. We want to lay that before you. And then we're going to talk about some things that we believe are going to be pillars or foundational for that to, to be able to happen. And so um, I, I'm going to start by just kind of laying out to you what I believe God has, has given me personally for this church, for this community. And this is something that is, is really special to me. And so I hope I can communicate it the way that I experienced it. But a few years ago um, in my prayer time, I was just praying over um, the atmosphere of our community, like, like the, the culture, what, what's happening in the unseen. You know what I mean? Like if our eyes could see what, what's happening through the air, what would that look like? And I could see this vision of in our community that the atmosphere was, was full of a lot of things. It was full of uh, a lot of hurt and, and, and like darkness and pain and guilt and shame. Like it was like a, this heavy feeling throughout the community. And as I was kind of looking at this and I could see it so clearly, this, this culture of the things of this world and the things that don't line up with his kingdom, all of a sudden there was like a shift in the atmosphere. 
like all of a sudden the, the darkness and the heaviness just kind of started to, to fade a little bit. And so I kept my eyes really clear on this, like what, what is about to happen? And as I was watching slowly but surely, the darkness began to fade and there was like this, this bright light throughout the community. And as I was looking, I could literally see words like popping up in the atmosphere, like love. I could just, I could just see it like expanding in the atmosphere. Uh, faith, like it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Healing and restoration, I could see it getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as this was expanding and I was almost welling up with tears as I'm watching this, I could literally envision people who have never been in this community, just people from out of town driving by on the highway. And just as they're driving by on the highway, they can feel the difference in the atmosphere. They can feel something's different. There's something here that is moving and, and shaking. There's goodness and there's love and there's grace to be had in this community. And, and as I continued to watch, I could literally see it sweep through homes and sweep through neighborhoods and sweep through schools and sweep through businesses. And it just became so pervasive that nothing else occupied this land but God's kingdom on earth. I wholeheartedly believe that is what's gonna happen in this community. With everything in me, I believe it. And ever since then, you know, there's scripture that says, ask and you shall receive. Just seek and you'll find it. Knock and the door will be open. Every single day since I've seen that vision, I, I tell God, I'm knocking. I'm seeking. I'm asking for transformation in this community because I believe that that is what God is up to. Yeah, and, and so what we see is that in order to, to have this, this atmosphere that has been seen, the vision that he's given, is that we see people that are so on fire for God. Yeah. Well, our, the value that we hold here uh, that we say is, is our core value is that Jesus is the center. Mm-hmm. Because we know that when we make him the center of our lives, of our everything, that everything ripples off of that. And so we see that, and it's beautiful because we already see it happening in lives where yep. God is lighting people on fire. Like they yeah. can't get enough. They're, they're texting us and calling us and, yeah. hey, what do you think about this? I just saw this in scripture and they're just, yeah. I, what does this mean? And how do I, how do I, what does this mean for my life? How do I, people are on fire and it's starting to just ripple through. Yeah. And so as we continue forward, we see that every, we have a whole community of believers that are so white hot passionate about God and who he is and what he's done. We, we were just talking about it and singing about it, that bold faith mm-hmm. that we serve a God that is far beyond anything that we could hope or imagine. Yeah, yeah. We, we believe that he can do all that, that he wants to do, chooses to do. And, and I'll tell you, we are surrendering to him and what he has for our community because, listen, when we, grow, when we just follow him, he can do far more. Yeah. And so we're going to follow him, but we're going to do that diligently. Well, we were talking yesterday, like we, we in our community, people might be able to say a lot of things about this church. They will not be able to say that we are lukewarm. They will not be able to say it. We will be a people who are passionate about God and we might stumble and fall and we might make mistakes. We're gonna keep getting up and we're gonna keep charging forward. And here's the other thing we want to be really clear about. We believe that this is a growing church and will always be a growing church. 
okay? We will never get comfortable. We will never get stagnant because there are a group of people out there who are seeking after something and we have the answers for them. And so we believe in growth uh, internally. Like we believe that each one of us should be growing spiritually in who we are. We very much believe in that, are passionate about that. But we believe in growing the kingdom of God. With everything that we have, we want to lay it on the line to see people come to know Jesus. Jesus has told us to do that very thing. Mm-hmm. He has commissioned us yeah. to do that very thing. So I, I know sometimes at church, you know, you start talking about growth and people are like, oh, you just want to get big. You just want to, no, God, Jesus told us to literally do that. Like we're trying to do all that Jesus has commanded us to do. And let me also say about the internal piece, that is one of my favorite things when I talk about to neighbors and friends about our church is, is the spiritual maturity and growth that is taking place in yeah. each of us. Yeah. That, is, that is one of my favorite things to share is that there is, you know, it's one thing to just kind of grow and we have more, more uh, folks coming in and it's amazing. It's another one. There is a depth that is taking place. And that is one of my absolute favorite things to share with friends and, and, you know, just hanging out with neighbors. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about some of the kind of pillars that we want to make sure we are always given to. These are things that we uh, always will prioritize. We will always have at the top of the list. And so really practical things. None of this is really going to surprise you, but I'm asking you to lean into this, like with with your heart, with everything in your being, because this is what we want to be about. The number one thing we want to, to, to be about is community. This is a church who is always going to prioritize our community. We believe God has placed us here for a reason, and that is for the community. And we say this all the time, guys, but but we are a church where we believe that we are not to do this alone. We are to be holding hands together on mission together for Jesus Christ. That's what the church is. This is not an isolated endeavor. And I know in our culture, it's becoming easier and easier to try to do that. I'll just have my relationship with Jesus and go about my business. No, this is a community thing. Go read Acts 2. There's no doubt about it. This is what it's about. And so we always talk about our life groups, but I want to be really clear about the vision of our life groups. We believe life groups are are literally like the lifeblood of the church. Because life groups is not just a chance one time a week to get together and and talk about Jesus. Life groups are living everyday life with one another, which is so desperately what we need. And so we have a vision as we move forward into the future to where our life groups are, are bigger than our Sunday gatherings. Like people are just flocking to our life groups and to homes and, and we have, as we grow bigger, we grow smaller mentality to where we are able to grow people on an individual level. Yeah, I, I love this because, um, you know, I, I, we hang out with our neighbors a lot and um, I have been uh, talking to and, and just kind of not not in your face about God with my neighbor, uh, but I've been talking, I and mean, we've lived there for several years now, and as the opportunity presents itself, you know, God has changed my life, and so naturally, it's going to come out every now and again in conversation, and so, you know, we'll talk about church, and he, he knows, you know, you know uh, all that we do, and, um, and so he'll talk about coming to church, and he'll talk about coming to church, but it just never seems to happen. But one day he asked me, why do you always have a whole group of people coming over Thursday night? What is going on Thursday night? And so I was able to share with him. 
You know, so I share with them, plant the seed, right? Well, then we had July 4th, and we all celebrated. The life group came over to our place, and we, we did July 4th together. And now we're outside, you know, shooting our fireworks off, and they're out there with us, and now they're getting to know our life group. And they're like, oh, these people are kind of cool. Like, all right. And that very next week, who comes to life group? Mm -hmm. You know, life group is something that your friend, your family member, your neighbor is going to be much more likely Mm -hmm. to be willing to come to to hang out at than than getting them to come to this place. And life group is a place where we can form relationships and connections to where then walking into these doors for someone that's not used to doing this is way easier to do. So we believe so strongly in that. The other thing when it comes to community, we just talked about kind of our community internally, but we, we know that God has called us also to impact the community outside of these four walls. And so we are very uh, focused on when it comes to outreach and meeting needs in the community around us. Uh, I just mentioned yesterday that uh, we were out at the, the Adopt-A-Highway, cleaning up the highways. We've got, on the 14th coming up, um, we're going to be feeding the working poor that are homeless in the motels uh, right in Winsville here. We're going to be feeding them. So if you're interested in that, stop off at the tables out front. There's, there's a way to get involved with that. You can, you can just cook a meal or you can get, pick something up at the store to, to help feed these folks that are trying to get back on their feet. Uh, later on uh, this month, on the 25th, we're going to be uh, packaging up a bunch of food and some warm clothing and blankets, and we're going to go out uh, downtown and, and to some surrounding areas and just feed and love on people because God has told us to, to meet the needs around us. Yeah. The orphans and the widows and, you know, the on and on and on. The outlet. Jesus was about the, the people that were outliers, that felt like they were outliers, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. The ones that felt like they were just ostracized to the rest of the community. He was for them, and he commanded us to do the same thing. So we want to make sure that we are pouring out the love of Jesus Christ in very tangible ways. Um, and, and I just also want to say, I love the generosity of everyone that's sitting in this room. The generosity, and we've, we've been speaking on generosity a lot, but If you don't know, if you are generously giving to the church, I want you to know that we are giving right back out. So 10% of everything, we tithe as a church out to the community to help meet the needs because we want to be a generous church. We want to be a generous people, but we want to be a generous church out into the community. And so that's a very, it's a focus of ours. Yeah, if, if Jesus did anything while he was here on earth, he met the needs of the people. That's what he gave his life to, healing people and restoring people and teaching people. And we are called Christ followers. And so this is very much who we want to be individually, collectively, a people who reach out to the community and, and are ultimately a bridge so that they can come to know Jesus for themselves. You see what he did there? Yeah. Bridge? Yeah. Oh, come on. That's... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so another thing that we really uh, see as a focus as we, we move forward in, you know, to our future and what God is going to do in and through us is something that Jesus himself uh, called out right before he was to be crucified or right before he was ascended into heaven was unity. That's right. 
He's like, listen, listen, last words, unity, come together, be united. Now, when he, when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment, what did he say? Love God, love your neighbors. He said it all, the, all the law wraps around this. Love God, love people. This is what yeah. we want to be founded in. Yeah. This is what we wanted to be rooted in, is radically loving God and loving everyone around us. Mm-hmm. This is what changed everything. When, when Jesus was resurrected and ascended to heaven, the love of all of the people that gave their lives to him and committed to him, the love that they just generously gave out is what radically changed our world. And so we want to be focused and united in loving God and loving everyone around us. One of our other values is love all people. Mm-hmm. Now listen, do you have all the same opinions and perspectives as everyone else? Have we as human beings let our differences divide us? We must stay rooted and united, and we love God, and we love people. Yeah, to the point where when we see something different, we're so rooted in loving for, love for one another that we can just talk through it. We can learn from another, or each other. How crazy would that be? That we would, we would actually learn from each other, iron sharpening iron, that we would be able to grow through our differences that we'd be so rooted in love that when there is a differing opinion, we wouldn't close our minds and ears to what's being said, turn around and go the other way and divide even more, but that we would come together and say, you know what? I know I see this different from you, yeah. but I love you so much. I want to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And so we want to be so united in love. Yeah, let's be honest. One of the most unfortunate things that we have seen historically with the church is that we have divided ourselves. And, and I mean, we could go on and on and on about how we've done that and, and what that looks like today. The truth is, it's one of the main reasons, if not the, the main reason, that we are not as successful as we could be as a church. Can you imagine? Numbers say that one third of, of the world claims to be Christians. Can you imagine if one third of the population said, we're gonna look past our differences, we're gonna come together in our identity and mission, and we're gonna change the world. Can you just imagine for a moment what might happen? And so we want you to know, as leaders of this church, this church will always be united. We will look past our differences. We won't get caught up in those things. We might see some secondary beliefs differently. It's not going to divide us. We're going to keep loving God and loving others. We're going to be a beacon in this area. I actually believe that, that we're going to bring unity to, to all the churches in this area, that we're going to come together as Christ followers and say, it doesn't matter what denomination, it doesn't matter what the secondary beliefs, we're together. We're a family. And so we want to lead in this endeavor. The other thing that this means is we are going to always strive to be a diverse church. We want to be represented by everybody. 
every ethnicity, every language, every people group. It doesn't matter who you are. You are welcome here. We are a family. And and so that means that even as diverse as we are, we're going to continue to look past the differences. We're going to continue to love one another well. And that's what's going to empower us to truly make a difference. I just love this because, um, again, there is so much beauty. Uh, He said to go out to all the nations, didn't he? And there's so much beauty in all of God's creation. And sometimes... I think it's we're conditioned as human beings to gravitate to what's similar. But I, I, what, what pains me is that how much we miss yeah. in that. Yeah. You know, to, to, to just kind of be in an echo chamber of sorts of already what's similar, but to break outside of that and yeah. to begin to uh, build relationships with folks that have different experiences and different upbringings and come from different places, that we would be open to that. To There's so much growth to be had in that and beauty that comes from it. Yeah. So here's the next thing that we believe in wholeheartedly, and that is empowerment. So let, let, me, let me be really clear about this. We believe that we are all included in the body of Christ. This is not a, a hierarchy church. This is not Devin and I as leaders of this church, and, and so you guys are just kind of in the seats consuming. No, 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 no. That is not this church. Every single one of us is empowered by the Holy Spirit with the talents and the abilities that he has given us to go out and make a difference. And so the, the picture of this church is a big circle, each one of us arm in arm on mission for what Jesus wants to do. And so we have to understand how valued we are, how important we are to the mission so that we can then step into that. Listen, only you can go into your context and make the difference that Christ has called you to make. Only you can do that. Only you have the talents and abilities that that make up the body of Christ holistically. So without you, we are not whole. And, And so we very much believe in every single person empowered to make a difference. If you're hearing this, and you're thinking, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything to offer. I want you to kick that right out of your head. Because, listen, God has created you to be who you are on purpose, and he doesn't make mistakes. I want you to grasp that. He made you exactly how you are, and he doesn't make mistakes. So, what you see as your insecurities, what you see as your quirkiness, he created you exactly how you are, to step into who you are so that you can impact in the way that he's created you to do it. Mm-hmm. Rather than seeing that as a, a weakness or uh, an insecurity, he wants you to lean into that, mm-hmm. right? You know, we, we talked about in our volunteer rally this morning, Moses, he's like, he's one of the greatest leaders that we see in scripture. What did he do at the very beginning when God called him to lead? No, I, I ain't got it. It ain't me. You got the wrong guy. I can't even talk. What are we doing right now? And then he stepped into all that God had him to do, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're hearing this and you're thinking, ah, that doesn't apply to me, real general statement, I'm out of that. No, each one of you, and I did this in Boost this morning, but if I could look at each one of you in the eye and just say, you are to step in 
to what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. So step into it. Yeah. Because there's only so much that we can do unless we all step into it. Yeah. We have big vision. We know God's going to do amazing things, but it requires each one of us to step into it. Another thing that that means is God is calling leaders to step up. He is calling leaders to step up. I even feel right now in this moment that some of you might be feeling like, oh my gosh, he's talking to me. Don't even look at me, Devin. Don't, don't do it. Because listen, he is calling leaders to lead. Mm -hmm. It takes leaders to step up and to step into the leadership, again, that God, the skills that he has given you to step into that so that we can lead and take charge into all that he is calling us to do. And so we're going to step into to this more. We're going to be more um, intentional. And in how, how do we raise up leaders to step into what God has called? We need leaders to lead men. Mm-hmm. We need leaders to lead women. We need leaders to lead youth. We need leaders to step up mm-hmm. because there are people counting, needing You to step up as a leader. Otherwise, we will continue to hit a lid. Mm -hmm. We will continue to hit a lid. And we won't be able to charge past whatever that is unless you step up as a leader that God has called you to. It's our job. I mean, this is biblical. It's our job to train and equip you to be leaders, to go out and do the works of service that Christ has called us to do. And so we will be very, very, very intentional about that. And we believe there are leaders in this room There are leaders in the 11 a.m. There are leaders that God is calling to this community right now. I wholeheartedly believe that. And so lean into that still small voice and and follow after the prompting to see what Christ might do through you, to see the lives that, that he could change through you. I mean, can you see the faces? Can you see the families that will forever be changed because you step in to lead as a Christ follower? We, we want to give everything we have to doing that. Yes, and, and I'll say this. Don't let me be a lid. So what I'm, what I'm pointing out here is if you feel that prompting and you feel like God is calling you to do that, I want you to come seek me. I want you to come tell me, hey, listen, I, I think God's calling me to this. I think God wants me to step more into leadership because I then want to step into that. I want to pour in. I want to go because we need leaders to step up so we can fulfill what God has called us to. Another thing that uh, I see so clearly and so beautifully is that there is going to be freedom all throughout our community as we do all the things in surrendering to God like we're talking about. There's such a beauty in what I see in our future. And again, this is already taking place in lives, but I just see so much more of it to come. But I see freedom, people being just freed and liberated from the bondage that has held them back in so many different ways. I see people being freed from the sin, the guilt, the shame that they have allowed to just hold them down and hold them back. I see people freed from from the financial restrictions and stress that is haunting them day after day after day after day, Mm -hmm. that they're liberated 
from that stress and that, that bondage financially, that they're, they're liberated from the, the ailments and the physical needs that they have in their life, that they are, they are healed and freed. The relational bondage that we have all throughout our community, that, that there would be families, I see families just smiling together, laughing. That there's, there's not this drone walking through life, but that there's just so much joy through liberation and freedom that God has delivered from. Mm-hmm. I, I can see it so clearly just throughout our community, people walking around glowing from the freedom that God has pulled them from. Yeah. I, I believe we will see in numbers that, that we can't even imagine, we will see marriages reconciled. We will see addictions that are broken. We will see mental health that is restored. I believe we, we will see this on a scale that you and I can't imagine. I, I, I really do believe that. And so this is part of that grander vision, just freedom being so pervasive around this area. You know, Scripture says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's going to be a, a call over this community. You are free, so go and be free. Stop holding on to the things that have haunted you. Stop holding on to your past, right? Get your eyes moving forward in what God has for you. And so this is something that we believe is going to be amazing in our community. So those are kind of the the four things. Community, unity, empowerment, and freedom. We believe we're going to see this. We're going to be given to this. And uh, along with these things, we wanted to give you guys a more practical, concrete update on some things. So um, if you haven't been around here a while, uh, early this year, we announced that we have purchased uh, some land that is out off of Z and N area, a few miles uh, down Z. 22 acres of land, guys, that we have, and we are so unbelievably excited about. And um, so we want to make sure you know that we haven't just been sitting on our hands with this. Uh, We have uh, not provided a ton of updates um, because we've been trying to work meticulously through this process. So uh, about eight months ago, we were able to uh, find a project manager and an architect that we really believe God had brought us together with. And uh, so over the, the months, we've been working with him and his team. And so we've been going primarily through two things. We have uh, gone through a very, very in-depth due diligence process. So um, I wasn't aware of all this stuff, but uh, there are so many things that you have to make sure are on track with the city and with the state. And uh, I mean, so many things on and on and on it could go. So we've got a civil engineer who's doing a bunch of things and going through all these processes to make sure that we're on track. And then along with that, we have been in a design phase which is much more up my alley. And so we have uh, been designing what uh, that land will look like, what it will be dedicated to, what a building will look like. And so we've been working our way through that. And we are getting towards the end of the finish line with this stuff. And we are so excited to show you this and to bring this to you. I'm telling you, we've been like itching just to share this, but we want to make sure everything is ready to go. We want to be very wise about this, Um, but maybe tell them a little bit about our our dreams with the land. Yeah, um, I just want to say, so through the design phase, it's been fun because it's funny. We'll see like a draft of something and we'll look at each other like, 
I mean, it's, it looks good and everything, but like, it's like, what's missing? And then like an adjustment will be made. And I remember one day so vividly, we were right back here in um, our little office and we pulled up the picture and we were like giddy little kids. <laughs> like, we're like giving high fives, like, yeah. Um, we've got like three square feet back here and we're like chest bumping. Um, but, it, it, you know, we cannot wait uh, to get to that place where we can share. And um, I know we've been kind of hinting at this stuff. We've just had some different things that have been delayed in getting some answers to the questions through this due diligence process. So we promise we're not trying to, like, just drag this out. But uh, we are so excited to share it with you, and that's coming soon. But what I, I really, um, so much of what I see for us is on this very land. We've talked about community and how important that is. And this is going to be a a land. The the land that God has given us is going to be for community. This goes far beyond just having some church building on a plot of land. We want this land to be known as a place of safety, as a place of being needs met before we even have some building that's there. We want it to be known already to be a place that needs are met, that life happens, that love is spread before we even have this. And so uh, we see community all throughout this land in so many different ways. And so much of what I was articulating earlier about the freedom that takes place, I see them just walking throughout the land with, with beaming fa- you know, smiles on their faces, uh, that families are, are huddled around and uh, prayer is taking place over them. There's laughter. There's just beauty in everything that's taking place. But it's so community-focused, and we want everyone in our community to know that everyone is welcome to it. In whatever way, whatever way, you know, would meet the need for whatever they have. And so that's what it's about. Yeah, a city on a hill, a light for all to see. That's, that's going to be what this land is given to. And so people are going to come from all around who are hurting, who have needs that we can't even imagine or relate to. And they're going to come to this land, I believe, to be healed, to be restored, to find freedom. I, I believe these things are going to happen. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. The, the church is not secluded to a piece of land or to a church building. We are the church because we go out into the world, right? But, but the truth is, is we, we are passionate about this because we see the life change that's going to happen in and through it. We see how God is going to use it. This is going to be a place where people want to be here because it's a safe place, because there's peace, because there's restoration. And so uh, we're, we're so excited to continue to move this forward. So um, in the new year, we are going to set a date where we are going to invite everybody to come to a vision night. And we are going to lay out in detail uh, what this land building is going to be dedicated to, what it's going to look like, how we're going to get there. So this is like right around the corner. And so we felt like it was a perfect time to really put all of this out on the table, guys. This is where we're headed as a church. This is where we're headed individually, collectively. This is what we want to be given to.